machine learning and what is microservices how can we apply them in real world hello this is bia and welcome to a special new series of this podcast today we are having with us very special guests mr ubaidur rahman and mr rahadulain and i have known them uh, from my university they are my classmates and abhi to main chahungi ke they introduce themselves so that hamari audience ko bhi pata chale ke ye aajkal kya kar rahe hain aur aaj ye kis topic pe hamare sath baat karenge so uh, first of all i would like ma'am rahat to land to uh, introduce herself yeah uh, right so as you know i'm rahatulain i'm a software engineer and i just graduated from six like uh, last july so i have some experience in machine learning as i started working in my internship after my sophomore year and i continued with it in my final year project as well and after that i joined for data science in a company for as a trainee and that was the time when i started uh, seeing the re- real impact of the machine learning in form of data science N- now currently i'm doing an engineering masters and i hope i'll be going back to data science after that um, yeah hopefully inshallah so let's move on to ubaid um can you introduce us hi uh, i am ubaid I am software engineer graduated from NAST 6 currently I am working as software engineer in Technosoft private uh, limited uh, software house in Lahore and uh, my expertise are actually java and uh, the uh, java and the spring framework spring framework is actually uh, handling the microservices architecture and uh, uh, the web services uh, etc great so um let's move on to the formal discussion uh, first of all i would like ubaid to start with microservices architecture and um what he wants to share with us uh, okay. can you please start all right so uh, microservice architecture uh, is uh, is a modern architecture which is now being implemented in mostly every every backend of the application so what is the microservice architecture actually uh, microservice architecture is the collection of services of an application i want to give an example let like there is a online taxi uh, booking uh, application and it has three uh, services like uh, search uh, book and authentication service if we deploy these uh, functions as a uh, independent applications then this is called the microservice architecture so all right uh, 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 i want to discuss the advantages of microservice architecture in development and in production so uh, let you are the project manager and you have uh, you have wrote down the the whole uh, srs of your uh, a new project like the uh, online taxi service application and uh, you have got the uh, got the team of 12 developers and uh, you just uh, uh, you just came to know about the microservice architecture and uh, uh, you you think that 
uh, there are three functions like uh, the main function like the search uh, search the taxi book the taxi and the basic authentication sign in and sign so uh, you divide you divide your team in the member of four and assign and make them independent and assign them these three functions to build an independent applications so it will uh, uh, so it will uh, uh, make a better your continuous integration and continuous delivery when your three teams are working independently and uh, as soon as uh, your uh, uh, your function go- got completed then your team uh, uh, without any wait to other uh, team can uh, integrate or deploy this uh, function so uh, it will it just uh, catalyze the work of your uh, development work of your uh application so this is the just uh, uh advantage of uh, microservice architecture in development and there's a uh, uh, and there's also advantage in the production let in microservice architecture you can deploy multiple instances of your service like uh you have deployed your the, these instances in the karachi region uh, where you are uh Uh, running your op- uh, cream, uh, taxi service operation, but you just realize that there's lot of load in the Lahore region, and uh, uh, how you will handle this? Load? And the easiest solution is that you just put uh, an ins- a new instance in the Lahore region, and uh, and microservice architecture has a, a load bal- a good load balancing system, like it will get the request from a coordinate and check. which instance is the idle or which instance has the left request to handle so it will it will reroute your request to the uh, to the most uh, free or idle uh, your uh, any function instance so uh, so these are the uh, advantages of microservice architecture in the development and in the production okay so i have one question yeah uh what is the difference between uh, microservices and virtual machines are they similar or is there any difference uh, no uh, actually uh, and they are they are totally different uh, okay. as, as you mentioned the uh, virtual machine so uh, i want to mention that each microservice is contain, uh, containerized in the docker docker is also docker Docker is also uh, is also a type of uh, virtual machine, but it, it is not totally virtual. Machine. So uh, I was I was just saying that uh, microservice and the virtual machine are totally different. Yeah, but there is uh, there is not a similar thing. But um, each microservice is uh, containerized in the uh, in the Docker. Also virtual machine, but it is totally different. The virtual machine which Uh, we get uh, which we see in our uh, machines like the total interface and uh, this is uh, this is other technical uh, discussion okay so i'm wrapping up that they are totally different. okay fine that's great um it was really great that you shared with us microservices and its uh, advantages in development and production environment So uh, now uh, I would like Rahat to share something related to machine learning and how it impacts our life. And can you hear me? Yeah. Now, so I was um, quite excited to know about 
microservices architecture as well because i don't have all much experience with production side so it was quite interesting so uh, when it comes to machine learning artificial intelligence as you might um, know of it as so it seems like transformers taking over the world or something like that but it's actually quite naive and how these algorithms are nowhere near human performance there are quite a lot of you can say applications where they excel and they also need a lot of data for that so i'll start by um, allowing you to know in general words are for a layman what is machine learning what is artificial intelligence so it's about making decisions based on the data or any differentiations based on the data or any predictions based on the data so it's more rooted in stats mathematics then you can say in computer science or software engineering those are just means to an end and mathematics is as i believe a core value in this because when i started my internship as a data analyst i realized that it's more on statistics and i went through a course on statistical learning using our data for making predictions about our behavior and we are allowing our data to be used but when it comes to machine learning artificial intelligence using data for making predictions is you can say it's easy but it's not that easy and when it's based on practical applications it's only a guess but these guess works are maybe easier because of our patterns that we make during our shopping or it's also using data from our location wise so for example i'm living in pakistan in rawalpindi so the database on my locality is also making difference in how these prediction will be made for me okay fine so my if my sister is subscribing to a youtube channel i'm getting recommendations for that youtube channel even i if i don't know the person or i don't i'm not even interested in those topics so when it's based on this application based or you can say on youphone is making predictions using your data to which packages to recommend to you so it's a lot uh, more statistical but when we think about research it's when are you you are using some data for example i worked on eeg signals and ecg signals so that is the place where you need more technical knowledge so you need to be equipped with engineering knowledge you need to know how you can process signals and it's more involved in and more rigorous in terms of which matrices you use to verify whether your predictions are right or not in production you can have uh, your product response as your predictions you are getting clicks or not you are getting views or not Mm, right. So, okay. So I have a question um, there. Uh, you mentioned that machine learning requires um, statistical learn, statistical knowledge. So, हमें uh, programming knowledge भी चाहिए होता है इसके लिए या फिर अगर हम maths और stats में अच्छे हैं तो it's enough. And uh, or do we need programming and coding ability? Too? 
so when it comes to actually machine learning understanding how it's working and to be able to do it you don't need programming but when it comes to seeing it in action because it requires a lot of calculation you will have be ending up doing some programming language you need computational help so if you want reg- doing regression you can do regressions on your own but um, of course the statistical knowledge is the base ground and then when you want to it's like simulation you have to see your work in action and you may need a matlab script or a python script for realizing that in you can say um experiment as well but when it comes to production production or deployment of your product if you will so you definitely need a programming language mm-hmm. right so maybe that's the reason most of these statisticians and mathematical students they fear away from programming and so they fear away from machine learning and artificial yes maybe um Ubed, do you have any questions regarding machine learning? Mm, actually, I have a question, but it is the opposite of your question. Like, okay, I don't know math and stats and probability, but uh, I know programming languages, and I want to integrate a model, a prepared model, into my, my into my one of my courses. So. Uh, Uh, in my understanding uh, i don't uh, i i don't have to have the knowledge of math stats or uh, other things else i just know the uh, frameworks like ras like uh, like other uh, frameworks of uh, machine learning in python so what do you say about it raslan it's not like everyone need to know about statistics and mathematical concepts so if you know a framework and you have a trained model you can of course deploy your trained model with um minimal processing that you have but when it comes to is it working or not like working in terms of uh, it is correct giving correct results or correct predictions are those, are those predictions effective are they making any change in your business so there will always be some uh, data scientists on your team that will help you out with that but when it comes to production you can have a trained model and you can deploy it um, you don't need to know statistics or mathematical concepts or details about your product matrices yeah got it nice yeah got it nice so it's a uh, more like you need to know like basic story of how it is working all right Alright. So, with okay. that, um, okay. do you have any other questions, Bia? Um, I don't think so. So, but I I would like both of you to please share some guideline for beginners, uh, like in microservices. How can they start learning about this if they want to deploy their mod, uh, to deploy their um app or something like that uh, in production? Oh, alright. So actually, I, I guess uh, uh, for beginners, uh, this this is not a like uh, rocket science. It's just a very simple. And uh, for frameworks, like uh, I'm working on Spring framework, and it is very very easy. 
like you can just uh, create a production level application in 2 minutes so oh, uh, nice. so uh, there's a total, there's a yeah. nice documentation of spring team and uh, there's lot of talking about this one and you can also follow the uh, the developers of spring team in the twitter and i guess uh, uh, if some someone someone wants to learn then there's lot of knowledge uh, in the uh, uh, in the internet as the spring framework is open source and it is based on the java and uh, jdk and open jdk is also open source so uh, there's knowledge in the internet but just you have to achieve the required knowledge okay for, so for spring do we need um, operating system ubuntu or uh, any, any anything any can system work? as java java can run on any system so don't worry about the ubuntu or uh, mac or windows so you just need a just need a laptop or a desktop and okay that's way it means that beginners can easily yep. start with microservices Uh, okay, Rahat, can you share something uh, that how beginners can start with machine learning if they want to come in this field of data science or machine learning? Yeah, I come to it. Um, I have a question for Ubaid because um, I would love to um, like deploy my models one day in production using microservices. So, what are you would say uh, like your go-to resources for like starters uh so uh, uh so you are so i'm supposing that you are model uh you are uh, your model uh, uh i mean uh, you have prepared your model on the linux uh, on windows um when it comes to my model it's like i have a python script oh. or i can convert it into c as well so i have a model that can be loaded into any framework that may be used in maybe c++ we and i don't, uh, I don't know, right. like i'm not familiar right. so c++ but similar python frameworks like pytorch model i have a .pt file and i have a script to run that uh, all right, all right. I, i got it so so you just need to uh, uh Uh, so you just need a docker uh, containerize your model uh, into the docker and along with this docker uh, you have uh, you just have create a, a microservice I mean uh, a microservice which which will trigger your model and give and uh, give its an input and then retrieve the output uh, I, uh, actually i was supposing, uh, supposing uh, my own fip and it was just uh, giving the audio to our model and getting the uh, output which was the urdu transcript so it's easy just uh, uh, you have some knowledge about the docker how to containerize your model and uh, integrate with your uh, microservice so we have quite uh, like good resources on docker so we can just um, start from there i uh, have a little bit of intuition about docker so and that helps thanks um so for machine learning um 
I would not uh, go down and mention uh, like everyone else oh go and do Andrews and G's course but it is a classic and it does help we have also a deep learning specialization from him as well and so when it comes to machine learning like any other software applications or technique you always have to download some softwares and you're always stuck with them uh sometimes you seem that it's it seems like you just need an anaconda software you can download it like from the website for python but when it comes to learning actually the machine learning how the algorithms work i would suggest um, introduction to statistical learning by steve rob if i'm not wrong so the author also have a youtube series and all the lectures from uh, like the book are recorded there as well so they also go through the matlab code for using different concepts so if you are more into analytics and that kind of work you can go and learn those statistical learning courses and you also need to have some knowledge of extracting data so maybe sometime you need data and you will have to do some scraping or mysql using server application but if you assume you have data you can have multiple sources online for data when you are trying to use a production level application you need to know some much about frameworks as well like pytorch or Oh, and stuff for tensorflow as well so numpy but it all comes like with steps you gradually you take smaller steps firstly maybe you go with numpy you learn about numpy so it's a it's not a short journey i would say it takes time but if you are willing and if you want okay. to see the results of your models how they are changing the world and making difference in consumers lives as well as it may also have a non-profit organization so it's about dedication you need to give it some time mm mm-hmm. right so it was so, really um, great one last um note would be to go on yeah one hacker rank or and there is this platform um sabia so we did a competition over that platform now uh, do you remember the name yeah tech technolvers um, the platform that we used yeah kegger so you can uh, go on kegger competitions and that also helps when you see different people doing uh, the same work and you can try your own way also um there are the one from um andrew ng as well as from oh my god <laughs> i keep on forgetting names uh, andrew cup so you just i need to follow them and they have quite good exercises so for practicing your skills as you go that will help a lot and, and 
what was the name of the Henry Cup um, you can uh, remember him from uh, CS231 and um Stanford lecture series on convolution neural networks so if you are more into computer vision and neuro object detection such stuff as uh, it's now the era of automatic vehicles so tesla cars all there is a lot of research as well as production going on on these technologies right so it was really great uh, that you both of you shared your insights regarding microservices and machine learning and lastly you shared uh, that how beginners can start these things so it was really great i have myself learned a lot and i hope that uh, when our, our audience will listen to this podcast uh, they will definitely learn a lot and i hope to see you guys again in some next episodes because uh, you guys are real uh, resources we can actually learn and uh, share our knowledge with uh, with other people around so uh, anything in the end you want to share or you want to say yes ubed uh, i just want to say that uh, learn open source and there's lot of opportunities uh, to learn without uh, uh, without paying i mean there's lot of thing in the internet you just if you want to learn something you just go and uh, you just search the web write something and you will got a lot of things uh, to learn but the thing is that uh, you have to spend some quality time before you are internet and you can you can do anything mm-hmm. yes exactly i totally agree okay. rahul do you have something last word so for um, what you were talking about earlier so i'm like um bia knows a lot about data science and uh, you should sometime do a podcast on that so i'll be then happy to interact with um, you on that of cattle yeah sure sure i don't know a lot but yeah i can share That's some we're being humble but that i know it's actually case <laughs> so <laughs> you may think you are a noob in the field because maybe you are working with uh, like quite senior people but it's about how you have come how far exactly. you have come like from the start when you started your journey like from your internship at teradata and now it's been like quite a long way i've always been inspired by how you are always working like towards things that interests you yeah it's it's always great to work with uh, different people from especially who are related to data science and stuff like that um yeah and human being is uh, always been learning and it's it's great that we should learn like obat said that you have to have a learning mindset so yeah it will be great that we will interact in the next episode too and we can share our knowledge with other people so uh, i think that's it for today